Hey everybody, welcome back to Yoko and Frisky's Dimensional Rift! Rift! I'm your host, Jen Yoko, and my brother from another mother, the other host, the main host of the most, MC MetroCard Frisky! Hey, Jen Yoko, how was your weekend? Anything interesting happened? I had a great weekend. Uh, I went to meet an associate, and we went to, me and their family went to a mystery dinner. It was just like Clue. Somebody died. Then we had to guess who done it while eating poorly cooked food. <laughs> Sounds like a white folks Thanksgiving to me. I mean, <laughs> somebody spilled salt on all the food. <laughs> oh, they got salt in the potato salad. Oh my gosh, thank God they didn't have potato salad. <laughs> There's milk in it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was in Las Vegas last week, and it was pretty baller. I saw so the I Blue heard. Man group and and Tournament of Kings, and I went to Omega Mar, and I went through these weird portals. Ooh, man, it was crazy. That's wild. That is wild. Omega Mar. Is that where Meow Wolf is? Yeah, uh, Meow Wolf. He's like the inventor or um, the CEO. He's the one in charge, and he's coming up with this weird concepts. It's like being in an Adult Swim commercial. Everything is super surreal, doesn't make sense, but it's a good time. Oh. I had, uh, we had a friend tell me, oh, I'm going to Meow Wolf. And I'm like, okay, what is that? Never explained it to me. Okay, I'm going to Meow Wolf. I'm in Meow Wolf. And I'm like, okay, but what is it? And they just sent me like 23 photos, no context. And I was just like, this looks like Vegas. Yeah, because I'm in Vegas. Can you can you tell me what was going on? Yeah, but it's Meow Wolf. All right. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Man, I'm glad you had fun. I saw pictures. Yeah, I was cool. walking around Chinatown, and I was sending you all the stuff I was seeing, you know. Got your Shibinu t-shirt. Yay! Yeah, and uh, I got some ice cream, deep fried in a fish, some pork buns, and um, some Ramon flavored candy because it had a Gretzko on it. So I was like, I have to get this. And it's really good. It tastes like bubblegum. It's called Ramune. It's okay. Ramon was the one who drank it, by the way. <laughs> I'm messing with you. But it is Ramune. But yeah. Are you ready to react some stuff? A lot of things have happened in the past day. Yeah, uh, not just yeah. Let's go. I I, I got to tell you why I've been shook all day. Let's go. Show me. Let's react. All right. Put all the links. You, you can react, follow along baby. with us. Follow us. On okay, the where socials. are you trying to? I'm trying to introduce your segment, but you go ahead. Oh, introduce the segment. This is Yoko reacts. Yoko reacts. Yeah. So, first thing here, we got some Marvel news. She Hulk is coming to town, and we got our first look at uh, Tatiana Mazzolini as She Hulk revealed through a thermos. Uh, what? 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 Who stretched her out? Oh my gosh, you know what they did? They drew this character and then they just took her face, put green on it, and just put it on top of the picture. It looks so creepy. Why would you do this? I don't know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Shout out to Jen Hulk, as we nicknamed her. This is what Tatiana has to hold on top of her head 
when she's She-Hulk. Like a fake blue men group mask that's green. Oh my god. People are like zooming in on her lips. Like y'all are creeps. I love it. I love it. I wouldn't drink from it. Anytime. Hey. What's next? More Marvel news. We got the first trailer for your favorite superhero, Miss Marvel. I saw it. I really, I'm, you know what? I, I'm interested. I'm in. I'm hooked. I thought it was cute. You thought it was going to be cute? You think it's going to be like a huge success like WandaVision? Or it's going to be like put in the background? Like what if? Um... I hope it's going to be like WandaVision, and my reason for this is, it seems like, remember when we were playing that Avengers game that could have been good? I remember. Like, the beginning of that game was my favorite. I thought the whole game was going to be like that, and if it was, I would have been like, yeah, this is great. (laughs) And it seemed like they were taking that, a little snippets from the comic and that, but I'm not sure. So let's hope for the best. Yeah, I hope it's going to be good, too. You know, We need more female superheroes in the MCU. It's a sausage party up in there, you know? Can't do that because Disney has princesses. We bought the Marvel property because we were leaving out the boys. True true words spoken from Speaking a Disney of which, marketer. Jessica Jones is now on Disney+, Plus, so that makes her a Disney princess. No! <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I mean, what constitutes a princess? Let's let's first of all, and second of no, I'm just kidding. It's all good. I mean, you're not wrong, really. Speaking of She-Hulk, we got some art of your favorite ogre. We got Shergettables. Uh, excuse me. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> Oh no! I would have bought all the onions. <laughs> Whoever did this really enjoys their job at the grocery store. God bless them. But it's just for all you to know, for, for you guys to know, it's a Shrek in uh, made out of grocery store potatoes, limes, garlic, and it's just constructed so well. Who tried to kiss? Who trying to kiss by Shrek Gettables? And it's just, it's so well constructed. I'm surprised they didn't use onions, but garlic works. This, this works. 10 out of 10. This is the best one. Very wholesome. We also got something creative. It's not a gothic toilet, yeah. but it's the next best thing. Bam. You got the uh, Xbox Jacuzzi. An Xbox jacuzzi with a master chief helmet looking at you wow what what wow that is just dedication and love it's beautiful you could fit one two three four you fit four people in there that must have cost quite a bit where is this beats me oh my lord What's crazy is Master Chief is like staring right at you. So if you're trying to fool around in the hot tub, you got a noisy ass Master Chief behind you. Yep, that's awkward. Awkward. So Yoko, are you into fashion at all? No, I just wear jeans and a t-shirt with a cartoon character on it every day. Well, guess what? I'm like Doug. You don't have to do anything because you're single-handedly influencing the fashion industry as we speak just by putting oh my on gosh. clothes. You know no why? way! Yes way. Because dressing like a lesbian is the sexy and powerful new fashion trend. Why we? Why do we label it like this? That is just so rude. They did this in the... And people are like, they did this in the 80s. Wow. Wow. <laughs> How do you Why feel? is it a fashion expert? Um, this is rude, first of all. This is rude. Second of all, the third photo, I clicked on the article, and the girl, the woman dressed in the... It's a third photo. She's wearing all brown. She looks like a UPS worker. <laughs> Damn. 
I'm not even trying to make fun of her, but that's just not fair. Because it's like, shirt, wearing a jacket, a professional jacket, and no blouse, I guess it's fine. You just want it form-fitted. And I, you know what? I'm not even going to get too into it. I'm not that offended, but I'm just like, man, y'all are just getting clicks. Canceled. <laughs> just stealing our ideas. That's how right? Uh, it's more like we got to make sure that the Christians are upset and then and then steal their ideas. The Christians are upset because we're making daylight savings permanent now. Ooh. Spooky. We're not farmers anymore. There's a lot of 4,000, 6,000 BC things that we should be stop. We should stop doing. Well, humans should stop doing. I'm not doing it anymore. Speaking Continue. of the New York Post, we got news that in two years, Wi-Fi is going to be available on the moon. Wow. Can you, like, do something useful? Like, stop poverty? A world that really, Yeah. I mean, the whole reason for... GMOs was to stop world hunger and we found out that we can do it we're just not doing it it's cute I love it yeah we need money to launch William Shatner into space because that's more important right mm-hmm hope they get a Starbucks up there too I bet you they will right. I bet you they will we got some right, movie what's... news Yes, do it. Oh, you remember last time when uh, the Beyblade movie got announced? Yeah, I was dying. Well, guess what? We got another new movie announcement. Is it a Yu-Gi-Oh movie? Even better. Bam. Play-Doh. What? Play-Doh. Making a movie about Play-Doh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Where are you going? I'm going. Can't Leaving. go anywhere. Leaving space. Bye. No, I'm kidding. I'm playing, dog. <laughs> Why? Who's making it? Who's the company making it? And I will tell you if it's gonna be good right away and bad. I'm not sure, but Jen, John Chu will produce and potentially direct. I believe he uh, directed a few of the Step Up movies. Let me double check. Already doesn't look good, folks. Oh, he directed In the Heights <laughs> in mm. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yep, already not looking good. Crazy Rich Asians. I oh, think it's in good hands. He's working in his. Oh. oh. Um. Why do we have heart surgeons playing basketball professionally? I'm just asking. Because this is my analogy here. It seems like Crazy Rich Asians was good. Step Up was forgettable. Although, I will I will admit, the dancing was great. But Play-Doh? This is why Pixar and DreamWorks do a good job. Because they're like, yeah, we live in cartoon land. But these guys don't, so... Listen, so, I, I, I kind of wish I didn't know. Listen, the, the Lego movie turned out pretty well. Maybe it'll be a musical. They'll have, like, you know, a song about being soft and squishy. And it could be a metaphor for, like, obesity. Ow. Ow. Anyway, we got news about the Buzz Lightyear movie. According to sources, there was a same-sex kiss that was cut, but then it was reinstated into the film after backlash from Pixar employees. So that's good. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. What? Repeat that. For Go from the beginning. I was just like, excuse me? I'm sorry. Go ahead. A same-sex kiss was originally cut from the upcoming movie Lightyear, but then it was put back because Pixar employees were, you know, lashing out. And speaking up, like, hey, you know, don't silence, you know, the LGBT community. Like, mm-hmm. that's not even the reason why I bring this up. I want to know 
Who do you think Buzz Lightyear is gonna kiss in this movie? <laughs> right? Be funny. What's Be your funny. speculation? Um, he's probably gonna have one of the. Well, first of all. I would imagine a Woody lookalike would be on this space station with them. That's my hopes. I don't necessarily ship them though, because shipping proximity is so common. I would hope that they would make an, another character that's up to Buzz Lightyear's level, because Buzz and Woody in a relationship would be very toxic, in my opinion. I know that they're friends now, but Woody it, like likes to be a top, but he's clearly a bottom, just saying. That's my analysis. Um, I think, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Would it Buzz be pulling the strings in that relationship? You excited about Sonic 2? You know it. I'm going to go see my friend Sonic next week with a couple of buds. My brother got me a Sonic shirt. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, he got me a Sonic shirt. He goes, yeah, whatever. Enjoy it, I guess. <laughs> he just <laughs> threw it on the ground at your feet. You're like, wear it. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's really cool. It's the Pixel Sonic from Sonic 2. And uh, I'm gonna wear it to the premiere. I was gonna get like a jumpsuit, but at the end of the day, I didn't. So I'm gonna go with a shirt. I'm doing a knuckles thing this weekend. Hopefully, I could publish it next week. It's gonna be great. I'm drawing some Idris elbow. I'm so excited for this. I, I I have a feeling it's gonna be good. It's not gonna be like what was the movie I saw? I must have blocked it out of my mind because I was just really upset. <laughs> Space Jam! That's right! <laughs> Gross. This Yeah. You saw the poster that was inspired by the original uh, second game's box art. That was Absolutely. Dope. People lost Absolutely. their mind over that poster, but it's so good. I understand. It really is. It really is. I'm like I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Hollywood, for listening to actual uh, fans and hiring actual fans instead of like, oh, I'm just some dad who just wants money from the execs, and uh, we're just gonna make a movie. I don't care if it flops because I re I recall some people saying that video game movies were made to fail as a tax write-off. So Bruh. that that is speculation, but still. Anyway, we got some more Sonic merch for you to buy. We got the limited edition Sonic and Knuckles furry controllers. I are the are they trolling us? No, those are real. I would not want those on my hands. Imagine all the Cheeto dust and sweat and dirt that's gonna get in there. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be more than Cheeto dust. It's gonna be a whole... They're like, I'm gonna go to Sonic's and get Onion Ring! Exactly. Alright, yeah. now let's move on to what everybody's talking about today. Super controversial. And here it is. Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary today. Really? Yeah. That's what wow. everybody's talking about, right? 20, 20 years of nothing. <laughs> I still don't know what the plot is. We haven't had any conclusions. Just more questions. It's great. Oh, what's this? Great. My friend's texting me. We got oh. breaking news. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Bam. Will Smith... Smacked the crap out of Chris Rock last night at the Oscars. Sure oh, I woke up to like a million memes this morning. Yep. You sure did. <laughs> I was shocked. 
Um, all my friends were talking about it. Apparently, this runs deeper than we know. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay, so Will Smith had a speech where he was talking about um, when he accepted the award, uh, he's talking about how he could protect people to tell the Venus Williams and Serena Williams story. And which is, which was kind of important because this leads to believe that Will Smith has to protect certain people because there are a lot of sex trafficking, child molestation, scandals, rape, drugs within Hollywood. All the movies that we know and love come with consequences. And his speech kind of hinted that something more ominous could have been happening. Fa okay, that's, that's one statement. Statement two. Chris Rock already made fun of Jada Pinkett back in 2016 and said something about her panties because she didn't want to make it to the Oscars back in 2016. And it was just a weird... The thing is, it wasn't funny. He just said something about Jada Pinkett not coming to the Oscars is like her not wearing underwear. I was like, what? I'm confused. I I'll s you want me to send that to you? No, that's okay. Good. It was just awkward. So that when Will went up and he hit Chris Rock, something must have happened that you and I don't know went on behind the scenes for him to react so emotionally about it. Um, people are saying like he shouldn't have hit him, but I'm kind of in the in the vein of this is this is a statement. We should really be watching out a little bit more what to say, and I'm not saying that. He was in the right, but I'm saying that comedians don't necessarily have to take pot shots off of people without their consent all the time. That's not how we should be moving forward. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chris Rock. What do you think? Chris Rock does this to everybody in Hollywood. Like, it's just his. It's this thing that's most, uh, when you're hosting an awards show, you're making fun of people in the audience, people presenting, people winning, nominees. So, uh, you know, him making fun of Will Smith's uh, wife didn't surprise me. And if you see the clip, it looked like Will Smith was laughing along, but Jada wasn't. So I'm guessing Will saw that his wife was embarrassed and upset and he took it upon himself to knock Chris Rock into next Tuesday like he his mom did on Everybody's Hates Chris. That's funny. <laughs> like, ah. like he, he um the professional thing to do was uh he should have waited till Chris was done, got off stage and then had a conversation with him. But you know, emotions can get the best of us and maybe he felt like he had to stand up for his wife's um, you know, her honor. And he just did what he did. Like you said, like, is it wrong? Is it right? Like, it's not cool. That's for sure. Like, it's mm -hmm. not. But, you know, Chris Rock did seem, said some off-the-cuff things. So, I guess, you know, you're taking that risk of pissing someone off when you're making fun of them on stage. Regardless, at any point in time. What's crazy is Will Smith won an Oscar last night, his first one, and that got overshadowed by this event. And that's very unfortunate. Yeah. Everybody would have been talking like, oh, snap, Will Smith finally won an Oscar. But nobody's talking about that. They're just talking about this. And it sucks. And, of course, the internet community has to turn everything into a joke. So now there's like... A million variations of this clip, and yep, it sure is. It's I'm already sick of watching it. Like I'm done. Which is, you know what? If we don't fuel the fire, it'll go away. I I do agree with you. That slap overshadowed his award, and I don't think he cares about the award. I think he wants to change things. Apparently, he released a book. 
Oh, I I have a, a, a someone to help me with my uh, business, right? And we're in a group chat, and we, we it's more like a meeting. We have a meeting, and he was talking about you should be reading books about business and people you like, or any book for that matter. And he reads about movie stars and rock stars, and Will Smith has had an abusive childhood. His father was a wife beater and like brutally messed up his mom and he couldn't protect his mother when he was little. It's like you're eight years old and your dad is brutally hurting your mother and you can't do anything because A, you don't have the strength and B, you could get hurt too. It messed with him forever. So... He took it upon himself to do the best that he could so he could have a, a better life for his family and his mom. You know what I'm saying? So that also probably triggered him too. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And like you say, if we don't talk about it, it's going to go away. This is not going away anytime soon. This is like a moment especially with the Oscars. The Oscars has been boring for like years and years. And they invited people like Tony Hawk and Sean White to like spice things and up. They and they dusted them off the people. shelf? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the this is the biggest thing that's happened in Oscars history in the last like decade. So people are going to have yeah. a field day with this. Like this is Janet they Jackson, are. Nipplegate status. Like, all God. the news is playing it. And you know what's crazy? We were going to record last night during the actual Oscars. And this episode is about disaster pieces. Meanwhile, the Oscars became a disaster piece in itself. So it's super meta. It really is. I... I don't know. I just hope that nobody else fights on stage in any way, shape, or form. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But they should because take of... it to celebrity death match. Hey! Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back, back. <laughs> celebrity death match. Ooh! Death match. Yeah. It, it's going to be. Another thing is, they're going to let Will Smith. People are saying he should go to jail just for that because of it's, it's assault. But he's, I don't know. There's there's a lot more to that. <laughs> well, let's be real. If it was anybody else but Will Smith, he would have got kicked out of there. But He really would have. They knew he was going to win an award that night. So kicking him out of there would have looked made the Academy look bad. So that's probably why they kept him around. Yeah, yeah. That's my theory. It's true. But he was crying after that whole thing happened. Some, I'm telling you, something, something's up more than we know, and everybody else is making like generic assumptions. I mean, we're 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 kind of doing the same, but we're not doing it in a tabloid light where it's like, oh my gosh, Will Smith's dangerous. La 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 la. And we know that is not true. <laughs> Of course not. No, you know, he just he had a break. Everybody, everybody does something irrational once in a while, whether you're on camera or not. Like we're human beings, we have emotions, yeah. we have feelings, we get overwhelmed, then we lash out. Happens to all of us. Yeah. Just because Absolutely. they have more money, they're still human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could speculate all night, but that's a little above our pay grade, so. Yep, yep, that's true. What was your next thing? Because I, I want to tell you why I've been kind of shook all day. Oh, uh, that that was the last one. That was Yoko Reacts. Brought okay. to you by Circuit City. Go there now and listen to all the latest CDs for free. And, um, yeah, support it. Because, you know, I want to see Circuit City survive, you know? They've been going under Sorry, some rough times. I'm a whiz. I'm I'm a whiz. Nobody beats the whiz, bro. We were never cool enough to have Best Buy back in the day, but Circus City <laughs> did the job. Go ahead. Hey man, they had good prices. They did. 
So speak it. All speak right. your truth. Speak the truth. Okay, so I'm going to derail everything here, all right? I'm going to throw everything that we've talked about, derailing it hardcore, and I'm going to tell you why. So you know Barbie, right? The <laughs> fantastical doll? Yes. So uh, I uh, watched a documentary on somebody talking about uh, gay-coded Barbie movies. And the one that was the gayest Barbie movie of them all is called Barbie and Diamond Castle. Boy, was I not prepared for how gay this was. So let me just describe it to you. Tell me if this is... Tell me if I'm making this up, okay? Two women living in a cottage by themselves in the middle of the woods, selling flowers, singing and dancing. Right. And they make heart necklaces for each other. They talk about never leaving each other's side. And if they do, they'll know that the, the, the other one's next to them. It, I, I, I was just like, uh, what? What? And it goes along where their house gets burned down by a dragon because there's a woman in a secret mirror, which people are, all of the gays are like, it's an allegory for staying in the closet. Wow. <laughs> Deep. And yeah, it is deeper than we know. And um, they travel all over just to run away from this witch who summoned the dragon. And they have to find this crystal castle. And it 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 was a thing. It was there was a rainbow bridge, and there were two guys, and they weren't allowed to go on the rainbow bridge. And these two women were like, "We'll see you later." Yeah, let me just... I'm gonna just... You know, we was Hold on, hold on. Um, oh, I looked it up. It's it's already in my thing. I'm, I'm just gonna show you one piece of concept art here. You know, I'm gonna show you three. And you're gonna be like, um, wow. Wow. But yeah, I, I kind of sat there thinking to myself, if I saw this as a child, or even in my early 20s, I would have watched Barbie way sooner because I, 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 my guilty pleasure is watching Barbie movies like on the DL because they're, they're not something to really watch in a group. But oh. I did watch this in a group wow. with a whole bunch of lesbians last night. <laughs> this is why we could have recorded last night. You were watching this. Yes, I was. They were talking about nothing. They were singing about how nothing can break their bonds. And they're connected, and and not everything's gonna be all right because they're together. Like this was important. Is, how old is this movie? This movie came out in two thousand eight. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, let me just show you the last one, which is the Rainbow Bridge, <laughs> and I'm dying. And that was it. Um, Did they kiss? No, but they technically have a gay wedding, like. They find the Crystal Castle, and they get crowned princesses of the Crystal Castle. And there are two guys that saved, that helped them out. They didn't really save them. They all worked together. But they left. What solidified this movie was that at the end, they could have stayed at the Crystal Castle with the two dudes. But they said, nah, man, we want to go back into the woods. (laughs) And they left the two guys there. They left them. And they were like, I wonder if they're going to come back. They did not come back. And they have two dogs. <laughs> they adopted two dogs. The gay dream is within this movie. Cottage core lesbians. Oh, my God. That's pretty progressive to 2008. God, I know. But the thing is, here's the catch. I don't think they meant for it to be like this at all. You sure? Absolutely. Because they're looking into each other's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me be real with you. Sometimes anti-gay people want something so straight it ends up being so gay. Is, is the movie actually good? It uh, um It's like a regular TV episode. It was fine. I honestly I would watch it again if I wanted to take a nap. <laughs> like that Daphne and Velma 
Solo movie they did. No, no. Oh god, that movie was awful. Did you and I watch that together? No. Oh, I watched it. Oh, I watched it with my my uh, roommate. Oh, it was bad. It was forgettable. That movie was terrible. So, would you recommend this move, this Barbie movie? If you're gay, yes. <laughs> if you and I were watching it, I'd only you, you know what? I think you might like it cuz it's funny. <laughs> Okay. I want to say <laughs> out of five because I can. I it's a kids it. movie. I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Three out of five. There you go. And what's what's it called again? Barbie and the Diamond Castle. <laughs> Barbie and the How Diamond you... Pearl. If you know what I'm talking. Right. About. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're doing that later. They have their heart necklaces as their wedding rings, I guess. And now. Our feature presentation. Speaking that was of it. bad movies. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. We're going to talk about them because everybody's talking about the good ones at the Oscars. And we're going to talk about so bad that they're good. I wanted to have a guest today, but people don't seem to answer their messages these days. So screw it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You came in hot with that Barbie movie. I did. Nice I really did. So, I did. so I'm gonna talk about a movie I saw recently. It's called New York Ninja. Oh dear. Oh wait, a, was it the older one rebooted? No, it's a movie that was made in the eighties, but it was like lost to time. And then this film company they found the footage and they redubbed it. They put a soundtrack, they got voiceovers, and it's just brilliant. You know, it's it's like the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just uh-huh. it was about the Foot Clan. So you pretend you're there's a ninja just going around fighting the Foot Clan in different parts of New York. And uh dude the action it is so over the top. The dubbing is great. I'm gonna like send you a trailer. Yes! That is so cool. It's so beautiful. And then there's a villain in this movie who like has sex with people and then drains their life force. It's very unclear what he does. They call him the Plutonium Man. And he he sleeps with women? Yeah, he does. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite scenes, like the New York Ninja, he works with like a news crew. So they'll mm-hmm. go around in the van looking for trouble. And then they see the gang like up to no good. And the ninja is like, man, I'm going to get something to eat. I'm hungry. And then he leaves. He changes into his outfit, beats up the gang members. And then the news crew is filming. They're like, oh, man, Joe... Whatever his name is, he's missing all the action. This is good. Then he beats him up. He leaves, and he comes back with a bagel. And he's like, "Hey guys, what did I miss?" Oh lord, oh lord, oh my god! This is like the Ninja Turtles. It totally is, and it's the fight scenes are so funny because everybody's just taking their turn to to fight him. They go one at a time, and they're like in a circle, like moving. <laughs> It's like a fighting game. They're just moving in place. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love this. He throws the ninja stars. Oh, this is adorable. Dude, I would have loved to do this with you. He throws eggs uh, that are filled with, like, smoke. Oh, the smoke bombs. Yeah. You know how long those take to make? Yo, and then they tease a sequel at the end. He's like... New York Ninja will return in L.A. Ninja. And I'm like, where is that? I want to see that right now. Didn't L.A. Ninja happen, though? No, Give me one be, second. You might be thinking Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. Oh, no. Dude throws a thing at a mosquito? This looks. This already looks like... This already looks better than Dragon Sound. Oh my god, yeah. Another one, another good one. Thank you for mentioning that. It's Miami yes. Connection. It has like the same vibe. It's just a bunch of street fights in Miami. But actually, no, the first scene takes in my, place in Miami, and I think the rest takes place in Orlando. So 
the name doesn't even make sense, but the general premise is there's this rock band, and at night they like perform in a club, and they got these bangers of songs, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, against the ninja. Yeah, I love the music, but not so much the movie. The music is great. You know, friends, friends for eternity, loyalty, honesty. Stay together through thick or thin. Friends forever. See together. Oh god. It was a good it was good. It was good. It's worth watching just for the soundtrack. But that movie remind me of like all the unmorphed fights from Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you got people tripping early and the punches look so fake, but it's really entertaining. I love it. And then the black guy, he gets a piece of mail, and he's super enthusiastic about it. He's like, it's from my father. Oh, my gosh. And it was so out of the blue, though, because we had, like, three plots at this point. Oh, yeah. You know, you had the plot with, like, the rival gang and the plot with them like just making music and i don't we don't we don't watch these movies for the plot we watch them so like point and laugh and mm-hmm. that's what's great mm-hmm. what's a bad movie that you like to watch i have several um i guess they're not considered bad movies anymore like they're disaster pieces one. Oh, like full-on disaster pieces? It's a disaster piece because the people making the movie set out to do something ambitious and great, and it turned into like a farce, a comedy. Like The Room. The Room is the perfect example. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Actually, now that you made me think about it, um, there's a Mystery Science Theater movie that is... German Beauty and the Beast. Really? Yeah, it was really bad. And if I didn't see it from the Mystery Science Theater point of view, I don't think I would have liked it at all. And Beauty's name was Nashtinka. Nashtinka! I don't know if it was German or what have you. I don't know what language, but they dubbed over it. And the beast looked horrible, but every time I watch it, it's so funny. I want to see what it's the, the beast same... looks like. He must look like crap. He, oh my gosh, that's an understatement. Hold on. Uh... Uh, I think I. See... I gotta oh, find it. Oh, is this it? Ooh, it's. Rough. I just know it's MST3K Beauty and the Beast. What, what did you find? Uh, I'll show you. Okay. It looks like Bigfoot. And he's running around the woods being all upset. No, that's not it. That is not it. It looks like Chewbacca. Oh, that looks... (laughs) Gross. Look at the channel. It says Kids Movies with a Z. There's a whole thing about kids movies on YouTube. They're kind of disturbing, the the made-up ones. Yeah. But since we're on the subject of romance, let me throw in another one. Tammy and a T-Rex. Oh yeah. Uh that was that was a of definitely a friendship watch. I found it. I found it. It's called Jack Frost. Here's what he looks like. Ew. It, it's Ew. Look, Yeah, he's yeah, like, he like werewolf. Yeah, it's like terrible. Werewolf. Jack Frost or Father Frost. What country is this from, though? Yeah, Tammy and the T-Rex was just... We know it was supposed to be bad. I mean, listen, But also, I didn't like the gory parts, but it was still good. Well, that's the, that's the weird part. They made it like an R-rated movie, but then they cut it down to PG for like the theatrical cut. And then... Years later, they put out a Blu-ray that was unrated, and they put it back in the gore. But the gore is so, like, cheesy and over-the-top. It's, like, it's hard to get offended by it, because it looks so amateur. 
Yeah, it's it reminded. I only saw like bits and pieces because you guys were very nice enough to tell me to close my eyes. But I, I mean, the parts that I saw, it's like beans and uh, what is it like spaghetti or whatever being crushed. But I still don't like seeing that stuff. Man, so Paul Walker is in this movie, R.I.P. And he's like a you know he's in high school and he's trying to date Denise Richards. But then one day, you know, these bad guys, like the school bully, like beats the crap out of Paul Walker. And these scientists take his brain and they put it into an animatronic T-Rex. And it works. So Paul Walker's mind is in this T-Rex and he's trying to go back to his girlfriend. And he, he goes to a payphone and you see like a small little hand put in the numbers. And he puts the phone to his like... I don't even know how he holds the phone because his arms are so small. But then his- I know, right? <laughs> I was like, what the dickens? This looks like a Jurassic Park model that they bought that was like a concept piece. <sighs> but yeah, the, the reason they made the movie is because they had this animatronic for two weeks. So they figured, hey, let's do something with it. And they made Tammy and the T-Rex. So... The way Paul Walker convinces Denise Richards that it's her boyfriend, he, uh, in the beginning of the movie, he eats a flower. I don't know why. So he puts the flower in his mouth and he eats it. And Denise Richards is like, oh my God, it's you. And she's just totally chill with her boyfriend being a T Rex now. It's all good. And the rest of the movie is like they're on the run from the scientists or whatever. Like, didn't they do it? Though no, they cut. I think they cuddled. They cuddled a little bit. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I can definitely see stupid ass teens doing that, and I'm I I I mean that. It's relationship goals. Yeah, but uh, I know one that you like to watch religiously: Batman and Robin. I was gonna say that. I was like, dude, every year. For y'all, y'all to know, I watch the Adams Family for um, Thanksgiving. I watch Batman and Robin for Christmas, and like during the summertime, I watch my anime Project Echo. Like those are like the movies I I literally watch every year. Yeah, people clown on Batman and Robin so much. It is hilarious. Like it's you got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Playing Mr. Freeze. What more do you need? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, if you take it too seriously, of course you're not going to like it. Pick your lane. Know, know, the, know the room. You know? Yeah. And you got the, uh, the cinematic debut of Batgirl... Alicia Silverstone, the best Batgirl in the history of Batgirls. I didn't even know Batgirl existed. I put that, I took that trophy, and I, I like I have a statue from the movie that I got for five bucks, and I was like, you know what, you're going in the back. <laughs> you disappoint me. Back to the bus. But if you wanna, <laughs> if you want a gay movie, watch Batman and Robin. There's so much homoerotic undertones in that movie, like. Just them suiting up, and they're fighting over Poison Ivy the whole movie, but in reality, they have the most chemistry with each other. It's like, they should be kissing each other. Batgirl's just sitting in the corner, like, all awkward and stuff. They're claimed to be fighting over Poison Ivy. I still love Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Like, she's she's literally my favorite part of the film. She's fantastic. I wish she did more superhero movies. Well, she did that Orange Peel movie, Mr. and Mrs. Peel. What the hell is that? I don't even you didn't see that. Mr. and Mrs. Peel? No. How real do you feel, Mrs. Peel? What the hell are you talking about? Is that another foreign uh, film? On. Or is it? No. Um, it is The Avengers. I'm so sorry. I with Uma Thurman. That. That's what I meant. I did see that. But she's not the villain. I want to see her play the villain. Yeah, her being a villain would be good. I just... It's just so right. And a lot of people make 
they base their version of Poison Ivy off of that movie. A lot of people do. Comic book artists and fan artists alike. I could, I see why. Like it's very memorable. Like mm-hmm. you remember the villain from Thor Ragnarok, Hela? Yes. Like yes, I could see Uma Thurman playing Hela. Mm-hmm. Or she can play like a Disney villain in one of these live action movies, easily. Mm-hmm. It's very good stuff. Yeah, I heard Kill Bill messed up her back and stuff. Messed her up real good. Her hurt her body. Oh yeah, man, she was getting messed up in that movie. Yeah, the director was just like, what is it? What was the director's name? What's his name? Quentin Tarantino. Legend. Yeah, they said Tarantino was like, crash into this tree. You have to do it in order to for, to get the shot to look realistic. And uh, that was not a smart thing to do because she had a really bad whiplash. It really hurt her badly. I saw that crash and... I was like, yo, did they go to the hospital? It was really it was really jarring to see. You can Google it. I don't really want to look Sorry. at it ever again. Um, here's another one. Trolls 2. That's another mindfuck of a movie. It's a sequel to Troll, but it has nothing to do with Troll. It's it's about goblins. And you have it's a It's not kid. the 3D animated one. <laughs> no, it's not. And you have a kid, like, didn't he, like, pee on the dinner table? Like, there's so many crazy moments in that movie. They're eating her! <laughs> and then they're gonna eat me! Oh my, oh god. my god! That one was a hard watch for me. Yeah, I could tell you were upset. You weren't feeling that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one you need riff tracks for. A lot of these movies I tend to watch with riff tracks because they just make everything better. Yeah, they they really do. And uh, one Should movie be- I discovered they did a uh, they use they do riff tracks live. So once in a while they'll be in the movie theater. And I was working mm-hmm. there one day and I walked in and they were doing Samurai Cop. And I fell in love instantly. Oh, yeah. Is that the guy who's always wearing a Speedo and looking sexy and stuff? <laughs> yeah, he's Joe Marshall. He's the hothead. He's the new cop in L.A. And, you know, he's going after the... Man, what what are they called? Jesus. I'm trying to think of, like, the evil clan. Mm-hmm. But, yo... That was a fun one. That one was fun. But, like, God, I... I Go ahead, go ahead. No, like, my knowledge is, like... I'm trying to remember... It was... I just remember the love scenes was just really... That was triggering. Like, what I mean by that is, folks... um, Remember when you would play with your Barbies or any toys with two, like, a, a male and a female toy, and you just smash them together awkwardly? That's what I remember from that movie, which is really sad. Yeah, because he, he would be carrying the girl to bed and it like zooms in on his crotch and then it comes out the other side. <laughs> Some weird ass camera movements. But yeah, Joe Marshall and his partner Frank, they're going after the, the Katana clan. And the boss is named Fuji Fujiyama. And yo, he just has the most memorable henchman of all time. And it has one of the best car chases of all time. Like, the music is, like, straight out of an 80s aerobics video. And you can see the stunt people, like, clearly. Like, at one point, some guy's on fire, and he looks nothing like the original driver. <laughs> and they they put him out with, like, a, a blanket and a fire extinguisher. It's so funny. And then when Joe's, like, in the hospital, there's this nurse that's just, like flirting with him hardcore asking oh my God, him yeah. <laughs> asking him to be circumcised and then in the next room you see his partner just making these weird ass faces like over the top like big goofy smiles oh my god and he's supposed to be the black best friend yo and he has like some great one liners like at one point he goes under a fence and Joe's like what are you doing he's like I'm an undercover cop Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. I can't. It was, you know what? It was a memorable film in a weird way. Yeah. Like, the it's a really funny, like, action movie. And the, the lead actor came back and did a sequel, like, 25 years later, but it's not as good. Like, they got Tommy Wiseau as the villain, like, the the best thing about these movies that we're talking about is the director their directors are trying to make a good movie and they fail but if you yeah. try to make a bad movie it's just going to be bad like the secret yeah. sauce is the hard work and effort that they're putting in and struggling to get that greatness I know it's hard to recreate the, the big boom you know yeah, and that's why people like The Room so much, because Tommy Wiseau was trying to make a drama. He was trying his hardest, and it just failed spectacularly. Mm-mm-mm. It is, a, you know what? You can't watch that movie by yourself unless you're, like, in love with Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> no, I've seen that movie like five times. I'm good. I don't need yeah. to see it ever again. Like people, people like love that movie. It's like has a cult following. He's still on tour, like promoting it. Um, I watched the Disaster Artist, which is tells the story of what happened behind the scenes of that filming of that the room. And mm-hmm. to me, that's like a more interesting story. It's like. And I read the book too. That's that's worth a watch. Yeah, that's cool. And you know what? You just don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Sometimes it's like a true effort, and then other times it's like a shit show. Exactly. It's a disaster. Have you seen Birdemic? Birdemic? No, I did see a uh, review of a Christian pandemic film it was really sad <laughs> so what's birdemic well bird you never heard of it okay birdemic nope. is it's so weird it's this guy who's trying to date this girl and the way they talk just isn't human you know it's super awkward I gotta show you like, and for like the first half hour, it's just like this really mediocre romance story, and then all of a sudden, it just smash cuts to a bunch of CGI birds dive bombing into the city and exploding. And Wait home- a minute! Wait <laughs> a minute! I think I know what you're talking about. Hold on. Is it the one with like there? Yes, yes. I I actually I didn't see the whole thing. I saw a review of it, and my friend says it's her favorite movie, like her favorite trash movie. Oh man, it's so bad. It's so it, John Tron did a review on it before I knew he was terrible. <laughs> exactly, John Tron reviewed it. That's how old it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The acting is so bad. The sounds the birds make gets on your freaking nerves. It's like yeah. It sure do. It sure do. Oh, man. It's worth a watch just once with the riff tracks. And then you put it away and never watch it again. They made a sequel to that, too. But, again, they were trying to be bad. So, they shit the bed. Right, right. Oh, my goodness. That is wild. That's a wild ride. Yeah. Those are anything else? Ones. Yeah, those are all the ones I can think of at the top of my head. You got any more? Um, I mean, I love that Harley Quinn movie that came out <laughs> two years ago. I I cherish that movie so much. I watch it when I don't feel good. People don't like it, but it's not that bad of a movie. It's really not that no, bad. I don't, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I don't think it would qualify to be called a disaster piece. 
Yeah, that's true. Unlike Suicide Squad, I I can like the the first one, not the good one. <laughs> Ugh, the first one was so bad. Yeah, uh, I was bored. I hate being bored in a movie that has been hyped up so much. Makes me sad inside. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. It's like, mm-hmm. You don't go to the movies to be bored. Um, I'm looking at the Rift Tracks like website. If you want to see like bad movies and hear people riffing them, oh my god, they did Wonder Woman 1984. Good for y'all. Uh, I, oh god, I will never watch that movie again. We saw it once, and that's all we need. I'm never going back. We got a movie called Jim Cotta. That looks good. Sounds familiar. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. The 80s. Some coked up lunatics decided that what action movies were missing were world-class gymnastics. The result was Ramble on a Pummel Horse, and its name is Jim Cotta. Wow. See, they find all these hidden gems. Yeah, they do. That's, a, that's the thing. But there is, just so you guys know, if you don't want to pay for Rift Tracks, uh, if you have... The internet, obviously. You can go on Twitch, and they have a full Rift Tracks channel, 24-7. Oh, and, yeah, and Pluto TV. Pluto TV is free. They have a MST3K cha- uh, channel where they do podcasts. They do. They show some of the more modern things that they do called Cinematic Titanic. And it has, like, everybody... It's like six of them, and they're just doing a review of the films. And sometimes they'll have like girls' night where all the women just commentate. It's actually really, it's a really fun channel. I can just leave it on while I'm cleaning. And sometimes I don't. I just enjoy it for the for the hell of it. Yeah, send me the link. I'll put it in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I watched something called. Death Promise, which again, if you like like goofy action, little plot, you could check that one out. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, disaster pieces. Yeah, let's um, let's do a quick dimension of diary before we wrap this up. I want to know what was one movie from your childhood that you watched every single day. Are you serious? That is a that is such a question that I have so many answers for. Give me the first one that comes to your head. Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I watched so much. So much. Um, to the point where the VHS was kind of like scraggly. And then that's one. Project Echo is number two because it was the very first anime I've ever bought. I saved my money. It was $15, and that was a lot when I was a kid. And then it was... Um, I, God, there was there was quite a few. I watched Rockadoodle until I realized it was stupid. Robin Hood. Um, furry Robin Hood? Yeah, Furry Robin Hood. I watched Men in Tights only twice because I had to rent it, but um, I got furry Robin Hood on tape. What was the other one? And then, I, and no, yeah, and then my mom got me a whole bunch of Sailor Moon VHS tapes, and they, they canceled Sailor Moon at the time, so that was like my only lifeline. And I watched them over and over and over again because they were just beautiful. They're just, oh, I was having a great time. What about you? I watched the original Star Wars trilogy every single day when I was like eight years old. I was hooked on those movies. Like, you could ask my mom. Like, I would just play them in order and then I would start all over again. I was. I loved it, man. I loved playing with the lightsabers and the toys. Like, Star Wars was my jam back in the day. I was into it. And this is before the Phantom Menace and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
yeah, before like, the toy franchise kind of blew it up. Yeah, this was just pure, uncut, original Star Wars. <laughs> no, no stupid backlash or toxic fandom. It was just fun just to watch those movies on my own without anyone else trying to jam their opinion down my throat. It was mm-hmm. a beautiful time. I wish I could go back to it. Yeah. The only way you can go back to it is if you ignore or like hashtag block everything down your path. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll probably watch the Obi-Wan show because I like Ewan McGregor in the role. But other than that, I couldn't care less. Yeah, that that's a you thing. I I avoid it at all costs. Yeah, you avoided Twitter for like a week. How was that? Oh, it was great. I actually wasn't so stressed <laughs> and obsessive, looking up things that really just didn't matter. Yeah. Which it it, it annoyed me because I didn't I, I I look at Twitter for art, and then. If I see something bad, my rule is, if I see something bad and I want to engage, I get off of Twitter. Yes. Don't engage. Never engage. Yeah. I never do. If if someone has good art, I compliment them and I save them because I might commission them in the future. Exactly. But, Give a thumbs up. Yeah. I, I only want to spread positivity, man. I just don't. I just don't really want to bother with all this Twitter drama, because boy, Twitter drama is something else. It is unlike anything we've ever seen before. So, I mean, I just want to exist and enjoy life. Of course. It's important to take internet breaks, and I'm proud of you. See, I I can't do that because I need to get things for Yoko Reacts, so I need to, like, stay plugged in for the sake of the podcast. Right. Anything else you want to talk about for the fans? Um, no, I think we can wrap this up. Um, next time we'll be probably talking about Sonic. It's gonna be Sonic Mania, so stay tuned to that. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm gonna be doing Sonic fan art all month long, or at least until I get sick of it. Yeah, great. Look forward to that. And yeah. Uh I hope you check out some of the movies we were talking about. They're worth a watch. They're they'll bring you some laughs and good times, and that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Hope you're having a great day. Yeah. And hit that like button and that bell and that subscribe and all that good stuff. Love you guys. All right. Bye. Bye.